What the hell are you thinking is the show that talks about everything you thought you knew? I mean, well, not everything. We, we don't do math. But the kind of things that make the world the way it is today. Confusing, annoying, contradictory, and often extremely stupid. Join host Dave Bledsoe as he explores the past 50 years or so and explains how dumb things were then and why they're even dumber now because those things happen. You can listen every Monday morning at whatthehellpodcast.com or on your favorite podcast app. Did you write him a letter? What'd you ask for? Um, guys, hello, puberty? Sort of figured out the whole no Santa thing. That's a myth. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a myth that it's a myth. There is a Santa Claus. The advantage of having a thousand-year-old girlfriend. Inside scoop. There's a Santa Claus? Mm-hmm. Been around since, like, the 1500s. And he wasn't always called Santa. But, you know, Christmas night, flying reindeer, coming down the chimney. All true. All true? Well, he doesn't traditionally bring presents so much as, you know, disembowel children, but otherwise... going everybody welcome to another episode of boys watching buffy we're just two boys watching every episode of buffy the vampire Slayer for the first time giving our review our reactions we're your hosts i am joe welke i am bant and we finally made it to the musical episode every <laughs> 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 a little odd to choose this subject matter to make a musical about i know that. right like <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, everybody. Today we are talking season five, episode 16, The Body, written and directed by Joss Whedon. Original air date, February 27th, 2001, to an audience of 5.97 million people. And before we get into this horrendously sad episode, we got some shout out. The challenge is going to see how we can make this episode of Buffy the funniest episode of boys watching Buffy. (laughs) We got got some, we're going to have a hard time with it, but who knows? (laughs) There's some funny stuff that happened to me while I was watching this. Uh, You mean like emotions and feelings and stuff? (laughs) Yeah, what? Who does that? No, it's more just uh, certain things in my watching experience happened that I will comment on as we go through it. Ooh. So, first, shout out goes out to Alexandra from Texas. Alexandra gave us a Spotify rating. Thank you very much, Alexandra. Really appreciate that. And Arzu, our Discord user, Owly McBeal, gave us a five-star Spotify Thank you so much. What took you so long? I'm starting to wonder if people are like picking and choosing their spots. So like, oh, this is my favorite episode. I'm going to do the sh- shout out yeah, for this one. I don't know because you never know. Sometimes uh, we'll record and the uh, the review doesn't come up before we record. And it might be in that week before. So uh, timing your reviews will be tricky. You know, timing, timing the shout outs is tricky. But, uh, you know, just... Uh, you know, we love we love the support. And we have a little, uh, not even rule breakers, because these people aren't even asking for shout outs. But we got messages on our uh, Boys Watching Buffy, at Boys Watching Buffy Instagram. 
you know, getting mm-hmm. some information on the last episode, some stuff that we put up on the Discord. Join the Discord, link in the show notes. Um, but we want to give a shout out to Adele Bohan and Caitlin mm-hmm. Kennedy, who are enjoying the show, like the show, and uh, decided to message us and tell us that. So we appreciate them shouting us out. Hell yeah. yeah. And if you want to get a shush shout out, the the original rules are uh, <laughs> the, Apple Podcasts. The loose, the loose and fast rules. We we mainly do these rules because it helps it with the algorithm and it helps us like, you know, reach more people. So we always appreciate those. But we also like it. We appreciate the messages and all that shit, too. So keep those coming. But five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, five star rating on Spotify. Take a screenshot of it. Send it to my DMs at Joe Welke. Or get us something off the wish list that we have. We we have that linked somewhere. And speaking of that, um, I'm fucking doing the do today. I'm not going to do and I'm not major melaning it because I, you know, it's a little bit uh, tricky with major melon with the energy one. So I got a classic Mountain Dew Zero Sugar here that I'm a I'm a pop. It's still got 95 mg of caffeine so we're gonna freaking be let me pop up oh there it is that's the good old seal of freshness everybody (laughs) not as satisfying as the can open i know it's not but there is a little bit of satisfaction the yeah i like it but hell yeah um (laughs) you can get that same satisfaction from opening a dasani People, we're killing ourselves for you, for your energy. <laughs> I am not going to do this week. Uh, Joe has hoarded them all from me. He he won't Boy. let me have any. Um, so I'm <laughs> drinking some some energizing tea out of the Buffy mug that we got from the Amazon wish list. So. Oh, yeah. Still stay, staying uh, true. Staying true to the fans. Hell, yeah. We have anything else to announce? Check out the Barbie uh, podcast yeah. that we're doing. Joe's Fashion Report, Patreon.com, Boys Watching Buffy. We do Boys Watching Angel as well. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. We should get into this uh, seminal, very, very special, important episode, which apparently Joss Whedon really railed against <laughs> getting it labeled that way. Uh, getting labeled what? Uh, seminal? So when this episode was coming out, he didn't want it to be like labeled like, and next week it's a very special episode of Buffy. <laughs> There's a lot. I, I've like digged in a little bit on this episode, uh-huh. avoiding spoilers. Uh, but I wanted to get some background on it because it was such a different, unique episode of this series that I was like, I need to learn more about this because I need to know what actually was going down with it. It's got restless vibes to it. You think so? Oh, some of the editing choices. Yeah. Okay. The the okay. audio dropouts, the decision. Like, it gets a little artistic at times. Uh, yeah. There's like a, a a mouth dub that's dubbed wrong, but on purpose, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. They kind of went a little artistic with some stuff, um, which was fine. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. I, Did you I like really this? enjoyed the episode. Yeah. I, I thought it was a good episode. It, it's wildly different than <laughs> yes than everything that's like like especially the last episode the last episode was kind of goofy they're making yeah. fun of like an incel type guy and then this is heavy 
this was not the episode I was in the mood to watch last night. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, yeah, but they did. I think they did as best a the job they could for what they did. But depending on what happens next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious to see where it goes. I will tell you that this episode in my research is widely considered not only just one of the best episodes of Buffy, one of the best episodes of television ever produced. On IMDb, it's got a 9.7 out of 10 rating. And the previous episode's got like a 7.1. And I was like, whoa. This (laughs) isn't even close to my favorite Buffy episode. I mean, it's heavy. They do what they're trying to do very well. Mm -hmm. It is way different than a lot of Buffy. Mm -hmm. But I think it was interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm with that. Mm -hmm. So... Let's get in with the episode. This episode does not have a recap. And IMDb fucking falsely has this under the trivia section that this is the only episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that doesn't start with a previously on Buffy. I was like, that is just not true. There's no way that... You mean the pilot had a previously on Buffy? Get the fuck out of here. Unless they're counting uh giles or not even giles like the random announcer uh, giving that like spiel in the beginning yeah i i was like i saw that trivia thing and i was like well that's bullshit like there's definitely been episodes that don't even not even the first episode but like throughout but anyway this episode opens right where the last episode left off kind of the same scene where Buffy comes home. She's like, Mom, where are you? You want me to pick up Dawn? Uh, she sees the flowers from Brian. Sees Joyce laying lifeless on the couch. Goes over to her. Mom. Mommy. Mom. Uh, and then it's the intro song. And then we come back from the intro song. And it's the Scooby gang at Christmas. And I was like, wait, what? When what did this the- episode come out? This episode came out February 27th. Okay. This is a flashback mm-hmm. that took place. Oh, fuck, I, I saw it on the trivia. It's between, uh, what was it? It's between Into the Woods and Triangle, I think. Like, that's when that scene is supposed to take place or some shit, whatever. But they're all having dinner together. Everyone has been stuffing their faces with so much food that they think that they're going to barf and all this stuff. And and they start talking about Santa Claus and about, oh, is Santa going to come? Is Santa going to come? And Willow makes a thing about like, oh, Santa never comes to my house. Might be the menorah because I'm a Jew. Don was like, eh, I know that Santa's not real. I'm 14 years old. And I'm also not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then this is when Anya takes it upon herself to inform everyone, oh, no, 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 Santa Claus is real. And everyone's like, wait, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, he's real. Whole sleigh thing, eight reindeer, chimney shit, that's all real. And they're like, oh, my God, that's crazy. I thought that this was just like a myth thing. Like, 
He goes, oh, well, yeah, I mean, there is some mythical parts of it. Like, he doesn't really bring presents to people. He kind of comes down chimneys and uh, disembowels children. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the episode I want to watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, like, let me see the the killer Santa Claus uh, Buffy episode. Remember, like, the first episode of the season's titled Buffy versus Dracula? Yeah. We need a Christmas episode. Yes. Buffy versus Santa Claus. I would have loved it. That would be amazing. <laughs> I think we can Maybe still do it. Maybe that's in the future. I think we can still do it. Please do that. I would love that. So while they're all talking about, you know, Santa Claus and all this stuff, uh, Buffy exits the table and she goes into the kitchen with Joyce and Giles and they're all cooking and they're like, hey, should we open this next bottle of wine? And Buffy's like, hey, I'm all cool with you guys opening more wine, but just stay away from the band candy. We got a reference. We got a reference. Drink, drink, drink. (laughs) (laughs) I like that even Buffy calls it band candy. Yeah. You know, like like that's their word for it in universe too. Yeah, because it wasn't called band candy and band candy, was it? Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know. That was like two seasons ago. (laughs) Fucking Armin Shiverman was still in the <laughs> yeah. show. They were still in high school. It's a long time yeah. ago. But after Buffy's like, oh, stay away from the band candy. And like Joyce, they all have like a little laugh about it. We cut to Joyce's lifeless face. And Buffy runs over to her and she starts shaking her. And she's like, mom, 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 mom. Oh, God. Oh, God. She gets up. Walks over, grabs the phone, calls 911. 911 operator is like, you got to do CPR on Joyce. You know how to do CPR. And Buffy's like, yeah, I think I remember. And so Buffy walks over, keeps the, the phone on and stuff. And she starts doing CPR on Joyce and breaks one of Joyce's ribs while doing it, which is apparently a pretty common thing. Yeah, I thought she like broke her sternum. But like, yeah, you can't press too hard. Like it's yeah. like if you're putting all your weight on someone's chest in one point like yeah a lot of ribs getting cracked in these episodes yeah last episode uh katrina got it Mm -hmm. this episode joyce's dead corpse gets (laughs) yeah um so that was brutal too like that happening i was like oh my god what is this episode doing yeah it was so intense dude yeah. like it's also a moment of like that does happen just when regular people are doing it yeah. but then it's like is buffy panicking and just like unknowingly using slayer strength and yeah. just like jeez. also it's like one thing if it's like oh xander is passed out and she cracked his rib trying to give him cpr and we know he's gonna wake up at the end of the like scene dramatically mm-hmm. but we're like she might be straight up dead. She hasn't blinked, hasn't closed her eyes at all. And yeah. that sound, I was like, oh no. And there's yeah. very little music underneath. There's a lot no of this. music. Yeah. In, and it's, in this. and you feel it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Buffy's like, oh God. She picks up the phone and, and she's like, I just broke something, I think. And the 911 operator's like, what? She's like, I just, I just heard a crack when I was doing CPR. I think I may have broken one of her ribs and the CPR person is like, don't worry about it. Shit happens. Will you tell me if like, is the body cold? And Buffy's like, yeah, the body's cold. And then the 911 operator's like, ooh, uh, you know what? Uh, 
Uh, you should just wait for the paramedics to arrive. I don't want to explain this to you. <laughs> pass off the buck to them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Buffy is... Then she gets this really deeply calm moment where she's on the phone with the 911 operator as shit's like really hitting the fan and she picks up the phone again she goes i have to make a call and they're like oh okay so then she hangs up calls giles she tells giles she's at the house giles is like what who and then buffy is just like she's at the house come here now and Giles is like okay i'll be right over buffy hangs up ambulance arrives and it was it was so this is like such a real moment too when the ambulance arrives and buffy's like she's like trying to position joyce to make her look more proper because her like skirt got lifted a little bit she's like oh no no, no, no." well yeah they do this like weird push in it's like it's a push in on joyce's face and then a push in on buffy's face and then a shot of like joyce's skirt being hiked up just a little bit and then back to buffy and then buffy goes and pulls her skirt down just a little bit you know still Mm -hmm. like above the knees but like she pulls it down a little bit and then it's just like what is i mean it's just like complete like trauma awkwardness in the editing and framing of stuff yeah i mean i feel like it's so realistic like i wouldn't know what the fuck to do like i'd be like oh uh, awkwardness there's no like oh why isn't buffy running to the running to the uh the, the phone why is she calling someone quicker you know it's like no you just mm-hmm. don't know what you're going to do in that situation at all yeah. no everyone's going to react differently um yeah so the paramedics come in and they're like all right we got to take we got to take your mom to the floor we got to take her off the couch so take her off the couch they start doing cpr it's like we got a bagger and Buffy's like what you got a bagger and he's like no no, we gotta put like a tube to help her breathe like we gotta put this bag in her yeah this is the second pronoun fake thing like her calling Giles and saying she's here you mm-hmm. know which is like a glory thing yeah and then them saying we have the bagger I don't know not a paramedic but I don't think they ever use the term bag for that <laughs> like <laughs> If they did, they don't anymore. I, I doubt it. Just cause... It's like, so what do you do when you actually bag her? Like, bag yeah. and tag. Like, you'd be like, bag her? And the guy's like, which one? Like, I don't know. This could also be a little bit of, like, Buffy's confusion, like, mishearings and, like, miss... No, it seems like they react as if they have said bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they start doing, like, a little tube thing. And then, miraculously, Joyce comes back to life. They got it. Mm-hmm. She's back to life. They fucking doctors are like, oh, man, this is awesome. Like they put her in the the ambulance. They take her to the hospital. Doctors like, yeah, this is a miracle. Uh, It's a miracle that she survived. Like this is a rare thing. But like you're so lucky. But snap back to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. I was going to not do the uh, oops, there goes gravity because of the solemnness of this episode. (laughs) But. This was just a hallucination for Buffy. This is just a dream. This is just wishful thinking because the paramedics are like, yeah, she doesn't have a pulse. And then the one paramedic looks at the other and he goes, she's cold, man. Call it. And then cuts to Buffy's face. She's like, wait, what? And Joyce is dead. The 
paramedics stand up. They get a call from another thing and they're like, hey, we got we to gotta fly. We got another emergency. Somebody got another fondue fork to the neck. Uh, we got we to gotta get out of here. <laughs> that will play a part towards the end because I have some questions about a layout yeah. of a room. Yeah. So they're like, hey, we got to go. And Buffy's like, well, wait, what, what, what do I do now? And like, what, what happened? Like, what, what could this possibly, have, how could she have died? Like, what happened? The one paramedic, and this is really unique, interesting framing because Buffy is sitting there or standing there and the paramedic's explaining to Buffy, like, I don't know what it could be, but it seems like she died a while before you got here. There was nothing that you really could have done. I think it may have been an aneurysm. And if it was an aneurysm that had to do with her brain tumor that she just had or whatever, doubt she was in very little pain. Um, much pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, she was. <laughs> she was in much pain. She wasn't in much pain, but uh, yeah. And the framing of this is, you can barely see the paramedic because it's like that, that like state of shock that you're in, where you just mm-hmm. can't really take everything in. Yeah. And I thought that that was such a great choice mm-hmm. in terms of like the cinematography. Yeah. Because. I mean, I guess when this happens, I luckily have not felt this happen to me in my life before. I haven't happened upon a dead body and had to deal with everything. But I would assume like, you know, it's a really shocking and confusing state. And I think they that was a nice choice. Yeah, they do more of that later at the school, too, where they just cut to like line drawings. Instead, you just cut the stuff that doesn't you wouldn't cut to like you just throw yeah. something in or the the angle is just off. You're like focus on the corner of something and not it directly in so it just it throws you off a little bit but yeah yeah so the paramedic is like hey we we will call the coroner's office we'll get them down here but until then i suggest you just kind of sit sit and chill out grab some water uh but just like sit with the body and chill and buffy's kind of like it's not the body it's my mom dude they say don't disturb the body yeah and so they leave and now buffy is home alone key moment when they leave buffy says good luck yeah it's one of those moments where you're just like in default mode like yeah her telling them good luck for their next mission is like such a just a person on auto auto drive like yeah just not like knowing how to function just letting weird stuff take over okay thanks good luck yeah So Buffy's home alone. She starts, she looks at Joyce's lifeless corpse on the ground. She's kind of like, oh my God. She walks around. I thought that she was like checking for like his glory here. Like, could this be some kind of nefarious purpose? Something, somebody in the house. But they do like a nice little like, and they've never, I've never seen camera work like this in, in Buffy before where they uh, like do a following shot and like it's kind of shaky cam. Yeah, it's a steady cam behind her or handheld behind her. Follow yeah. her. Yeah. So they follow her and she goes into like this little, I don't know, like foyer, I guess. And she just like falls to the ground and pukes. And I was like, God damn, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just imagine this airing like live and you just watched last episode you're like wow that's crazy and then you tune yeah. in and you're like this is going to be 
insane. Like Buffy's going to go on a vengeance tour or her mom is dead or something. And then it's this. Yeah. So Buffy pukes on the ground and then she gets back up and she's like, whoa. She goes into the kitchen and she opens the kitchen door and she's looking outside. You hear like little kids like playing or something. Here's some sounds of outside. And she's looking outside and she's like, oh man. And then there's like this really close up shot of Buffy's face and she is just sweating profusely. Mm -hmm. She looks real wet, dude. Yeah, it looks like if the coroners come, they're going to be like, we need to get you an IV. Like yeah. immediately. <laughs> and we get the wind chimes. That's what we keep mm-hmm. hearing. So the wind chimes start adding this eerie sound, mm-hmm. this bed behind the thing. And it's, uh, yeah, it's well done. It's well done. Yeah. So then Buffy clo- goes and she gets back inside and she grabs some paper towels to go clean up her puke. And she cleans it up. And then Giles shows up. What's the deal with people not... For people that live in Sunnydale, they do not check their corners at all. Like Buffy came in and she like yelled upstairs. Like no one like looks to the left. It's it's the Riley effect. When Riley was yeah. in a helicopter, no one in Sunnydale looks to their left when they walk into some place. <laughs> That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, especially Buffy because she's had so many people infiltrate yeah. her house that are evil. But the Giles scene was egregious. He's standing there like, what is it? What is-? I'm like, do you not sense out of the corner of your eye that there's a full person lied out on the <laughs> living room floor yeah he comes in head of steam and he's just like buffy what's going on he sees like buffy's like straight ahead of him mm-hmm. and buffy's like the coroner is coming and Giles is like what what are you talking about turns to his left and he's like oh god joyce he runs over and he starts like trying to do CPR, or, like trying to revive Joyce. And then Buffy was like, no, Giles, don't, don't do that. And Giles is like, Joyce, come back to me. What, can you hear me? Is, there, is And then Buffy goes, we're not supposed to move the body. And then she like puts her hand over her mouth because it's like a realization like, oh, that's not my mom anymore. Yeah. And then she starts crying and Giles gets up and he just hugs her. And it is fucking so brutal, dude. Do you think we're going to see the dad next episode? That dad's long gone, dude. He's he's gone. Um, I mean, by the end of this episode, I was like, when they're doing... <laughs> there's not even a mention of about calling it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Let's, tell, let's tell our fake sister, yeah. daughter. But yeah. Um. What if he's the one person that the monks didn't even like try to make Don? (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to find some funny moments in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, That was a tough one. Tough one for everybody. Yeah. So then it's a commercial. Then we come back from commercial break and Joyce is being zipped up in a body bag. I wish we could watch the commercials. The the era the era appropriate commercials, they would be oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. there's a moment I'll talk about later that happened to me with the commercials, <laughs> with the commercial breaks. Um I'm terrified now. So Joyce is zipped up in the body bag and we cut to 
Dawn in the bathroom of her school crying. And we're like, oh, did Dawn just find out? No, Dawn did not just find out. Yeah. She is being bullied at her school because of her uh, little freak out a couple episodes ago when she found out she wasn't real and she cut herself and was like going through and being kind of an asshole to her teacher and got suspended and everything. And her friend, I don't know what her friend's name is. Uh, I didn't get they don't say thing. I don't yeah. think. But uh, yeah. Kirstie is the bully. Yeah, Kirstie is the bully. Kirstie, yeah. Um, and her friend, Dawn's friend is like, yeah, don't, it's not that bad. Don't worry about it. Don't freak out. Like, I know that you're crying, but like, this is, you know, Kirstie, <laughs> you know, she's just like a biatch. Don't, don't freak out about her calling you weird and a freak. <laughs> yeah. uh, but her friend says wigging out because you yeah. were wigging out. And I was like, oh, all right. So we, we throwing this word back into the mix. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a middle school, high school thing. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this girl Kirsty has been like spreading rumors that Dawn's suicidal and and all this shit. And Dawn's like, I'm not suicidal. I tripped or whatever. It was an accident. I I didn't cut myself. It's like and how did friend it, is yeah. like yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> but then Dawn is like, you know, if I wanted to, I could get my big sister here and she would beat the shit out of Kirsty. <laughs> and the girl's like, yeah, but she also said if she had the mind power to like make her head explode or something it's something weird there where it's like do you have that power yeah yeah we don't know what your powers are dude are you gonna turn into a carry like i don't know <laughs> but yeah she was like yeah if i could make her head explode i'd be doing that right now and she's like looking at herself in a mirror and i was, and like, I was like is this her origin story <laughs> yeah, and i was like is this proven to your friend that you're not a freak <laughs> <laughs> so then Dawn stops crying and she's like, how do I look? Do I look like I've been crying? And her friend is like, nah, you're good. You're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, it's not. You just wiped tears off your face. You obviously look like you were just crying. You did nothing to change her. (laughs) So then they leave the bathroom and they start walking down the hall and her Dawn's friend is like, oh, Kirstie alert. Kirstie alert. She's right there. And Dawn walks by her and Kirstie... I forget what Kiersey says to her. Yeah, I don't know. Some she says something like, oh, hey, what's up, Dawn? Feeling any better? And Dawn's like, yeah. And then she keeps walking. She's like, what a biatch. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what a what a stranglehold the word biatch had in this era. Yeah. it. I don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. But it just like it had the same effect as bitch, but just not mm-hmm. as hard. Yeah. Yeah. But you could still get in trouble in school for saying it. And if you yes. said it to someone, you'd still get the same reaction. But yeah. So I was watching this with closed captions. And uh, how how did you spell biatch? B-E-Y-O-T-C-H. Okay. Mine was B-E-E-Y-O-T-C-H. The closed captions spell it B-I-A-T-C-H. And I was like, that ain't right. That is biatch, not biatch. It's, it's you <laughs> know like biatch biatch yeah biatch biatch we were... yeah so then they're walking to debate art on class. the discord yeah yeah how did you spell biatch join our discord <laughs> um so they're walking to art class and dawn sees the boy that she has a crush on and she's like oh and this kid looks like a young doctor intern ben to me i was like is that 
That was like psycho alert. Yeah. <laughs> so Dawn walks into class and she's like, oh God, oh God. And she gets in, stands right next to him to paint. His name is Kevin. And they have like this weird conversation about like, you know, Dawn cutting herself. Kevin's like, I can relate. I know how it feels when you just, you know, you're so starved for attention. You just want people to pay attention to you and you, you got to do something drastic. And I was like, geez, Kevin. <laughs> he was like, I felt that the way guidance too. counselor, bro. Like, yeah, I was like, hurry, back away. <laughs> uh, yeah. But they're having a cute little bonding moment over suicidal thoughts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because she's like, oh, no, I didn't do it. And then she's like, well, maybe I kind of did do it because hot guy thinks it's cool. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> but then they also bond about hating uh, Kirstie and what a biatch she is. I was, like, I was like, oh, this is this is the first time we've seen uh, Dawn at school. Yeah, and, and with other kids yeah, her age. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to watch them like torture Kirstie. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. So now Buffy shows up to Dawn's school. And Dawn's telling a story to Kevin. I forget what the story is all about. But Buffy interrupts it. Yeah. And Buffy comes up to Dawn and she's like, hey, can you come outside with me? And Dawn's like, as if, like, why? Why would I go outside with you? This, I, I felt, like, was forced. Yeah, I feel like if you're a sibling or like, you know, some shit's up. Not only if you're a sibling, if Buffy, the vampire slayer, your sister, shows up mm. at school and says, come on, we got to go. You just bounce. Yeah. Like... Like, Glory's out there. Demons are out there. Like, just go. I did think it was odd that Buffy didn't come with, like, the principal or something or, or a guidance counselor. The whole staging at the end was really awkward and weird, I thought, of this yeah. whole scene. Like, normally I would think you would go to the principal's office, say, call her to the office, and then you guys would walk out, you know? Yeah. Like, that's one yeah. of those things. And this life... Yeah, because, you, because you want to pull Dawn away from, from this... <laughs> Yes, exactly. What's about to happen. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like when I was in school and a parent would come for a kid. The parent wouldn't mm. like roam through and be like, which classroom is my kid in? Because parents yeah. don't know like your schedule. Yeah. Um, and this is a real like upscale figure drawing class. <laughs> like I thought they were yeah. doing like a nude model on the front. I was like, what? Yeah, they have a nude sculpture, and they're like, yeah. it's not about drawing boobs and stuff, yeah. all right? This, we're all about drawing the negatives. Sunnydale has, like, good uh, art, like, art funding. I mean, maybe that's how everybody got to be such amazing artists, that they could <laughs> replicate and draw any demon from memory, like, in two seconds. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to create a robot, right, it's hard to get the machinery right, but you also have to get the anatomy right, too. Yes. Yes, dude. So. Yeah, he took some figure drawing. Warren took some figure drawing <laughs> classes and sculpting. <laughs> so Buffy's like, come on outside, Don. And Don's like, all right, whatever is weird, but yeah, I'll go. So Buffy and Don go out into the hallway just outside of the classroom. And this classroom is like all windows. Yes, like most classrooms in yeah. school. <laughs> It looks like this is the only classroom like that in the school because every other classroom like has a door yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah, this. Is, I'll let you explain this scene, but I just want to talk about it at the end. <laughs> so, Buffy pulls 
Dawn out into the hallway and Dawn's like, what's going on, dude? Like, is everything all right? And Buffy's like, no, um, it's mom. And Dawn's like, what about her? Like, she okay? And Buffy's like, uh, mom had an accident. And then Dawn's like, okay, but like, what kind of accident? And Buffy's like, it has to do with her tumor. Mom had an accident and they've taken her away. And Dawn's like, yeah, but she's going to be fine though, right? Like, she's going to be fine. Like, you know, she had a tumor and like they had the surgery and that was supposed to be fine. And and it's like, she's going to be fine. She's going to be okay. And Buffy's like, no, um, mom is dead. And Dawn's like, no, no, you're lying. You're lying to me. And then now we cut to a view from inside the classroom. And it's like a wide shot. All of the kids in the classroom and the teacher are looking at Dawn as Dawn is having a freak out because she's crying. And then she starts like yelling and she's like, no, no, you're lying. You're lying. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And then we have like a close up cut of Kevin who sees this going down. Mm -hmm. And then we have a close up cut of the teacher who mm -hmm. sees this going down. And then we have a close-up cut of the painting that Dawn has painted. There's what a, were you? There's also a shot of like someone drawing a line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's also a shot of Kirsty, or you can see Kirsty and her group are in the background in the hallway mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. watching this. So I'm like, next episode, Kirsty's gonna be real mean about her dead mom or something, and that psycho kid Kevin is gonna be like. Oh, I hate that bitch. And then he's going to do something weird. He's going to go to the magic box. We're, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back to like high school drama. Uh, you did. You said no. You're not going to prom. I'm raising hell beast level. Yes. Um, yes. This scene was so strange. This is why I was like, it was like restless because the teacher is like up against the glass of watching this happen. She's not like. She's not like okay, class. Let them deal with it. Let's get back. Like teachers would be like, let's get back to the the drawing or whatever. But everyone is just like paused. Mm -hmm. Like they all know who Buffy is. I don't even know mm -hmm. if Buffy told the teacher like the mom died. Like she would have been like, hey, something happened. I need to get her out. Like literally this is what would have happened if this was real life. Buffy would have called the school, told them what happened, gone to the principal's office over the intercom. Mm-hmm. The principal would be like, Dawn Summers, please come to the principal office. Dawn goes to the principal office. Buffy meets her there, tells her what happened or whatever. Yeah. Like, this is so way different than anything that would have happened. It's just so staged and performative. Like, she's in the center of everyone just watching. And he cut to the wide shot and everyone's just staring at her. And I'm like, this is so weird. Yeah. That's where I was getting restless vibes. Like, just where everything's just, like, so overly like artistic in this yeah. way um which is not necessarily bad like it's just like they definitely went outside of the norm of how this would go yeah and they introduced new characters yeah <laughs> we got a heap in uh, we got three bunch new, of characters. new we got her friend which i don't know her name yeah we got kevin we got kirsty and her little cordettes mm -hmm. her kirstettes now we're setting dawn up for like <laughs> yeah. stories so I need to do a little side story about this now. 
So I'm watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Hulu. And the person who I am stealing their password and login from does not have like the mega premium version of Hulu. So I actually do get some commercial breaks. Now, I also have an ad blocker. I did not know that you were watching this with commercials. Yeah. Well, I here's the thing. I have an ad blocker. So and are I you watching this blocker, on your laptop or TV? Laptop. Interesting. So <laughs> this, here, is the S, this is girls SD all over again. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Some of the commercials don't work. I'd say 80% of the time I don't get commercials. I just get a notification that is like a timer countdown yeah, yeah. from from Hulu that's like, sorry, we can't play ads because you have an ad blocker. You're an asshole because you have an ad blocker. <laughs> but then there's 10% of the time or 20% of the time where a commercial does sneak through. So this scene happens. Dawn's crying hysterically on the ground, screaming, no, 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 no music playing. We go over to her painting. It's a painting of negative space. We get a fade out. The next thing that plays on Hulu is that Burger King commercial that's like, whopper, 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 whopper. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Chicky, 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 chicky. <laughs> that is why they're saying prestige TV is like when it got to streaming, like and it was like less commercials a little bit. I guess AMC still had commercials, but man, those tonal shifts you would get. <laughs> and like I said, it's rare that a commercial yeah. sneaks through, and it was just so fucking funny to me that like. I was like invested in this. I'm like, oh man, fuck, this is, this is brutal. I'm getting in my feels about this. And then chicken, 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 whopper, 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 whopper. <laughs> oh man. When you were talking about uh, a very special episode, there's a documentary on Hulu. It might still be there, but about the uh, Dana Carvey show that like mm -hmm. lasted for like one, like one season or half a season, but like Louis C.K., Steve Carell, uh, uh, Stephen everybody Colbert, everybody, huge. like John Glazer, all those people worked on it. So the documentary is super interesting. But they were talking about how they were the lead-in to uh, Home Improvement. And there's uh, a moment uh, where, <laughs> where it was, they're talking, it's like, I don't know, some ridiculous sketch on a Dana Carvey show. Maybe like, like Bill Clinton with nipples. Yeah, Bill Clinton feeding, with nipples. Feeding everyone. And then it cuts to that to a very special episode of Home Improvement where like one of the kids is like doing drugs or trying to kill himself or something. And they show that and then they cut to the people that worked on the show and they're just dying laughing. It's like one of the funniest moments. Um, yeah. God, that's amazing. All right. So side story complete. I just wanted to let everyone know how I was viewing this really quick and did, like what I was experiencing. Did you go get a Whopper, your favorite burger ever? <laughs> burger King's pretty decent. I just say I prefer it to McDonald's. I'm not trying to be hot take Joe. Like I know I throw out some hot takes. This is a genuine like I per like I don't mind. Uh, McDonald's is fine. I just like Burger King burgers better. I like Burger King fries better. 
And I know that that's sacrilege to 99% of people. But alas, I stand proud. Okay, so we're back from the commercial. And we have Joyce <laughs> at the coroner's office and they're cutting off her clothes. And I was like, Phew, these like intros and outros from the commercial breaks. Yeah. And this is a purposeful thing. Like mm -hmm. it was like every, um, every ending before a commercial cuts to like Joyce's lifeless body. And mm -hmm. every come back from commercial is Joyce lifeless. Like the next uh, stage is like zip being zipped up. This is like yeah. corner cutting her blouse off. The I, the thing that I saw too was like they counted the painting that Dawn did of the negative space is like that's a lifeless body too. So I was like, okay, okay. well that's a little bit. Of, yeah. Oh, I mean that's a that's, that's artistic. artistic. That's artistic. It's art. So then we go to Willow and Tara, and Willow and Tara are at their dorm room, and they're shocked. They're like, I don't know how to react to this. Like, what's going on? Willow is like kind of like I don't know what to wear. What am I going to wear? Before we before we get to that, we do get a silent montage of the Scoobies. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, because yeah. Anya is sad and Xander is driving mm -hmm. to go meet up with Willow and Tara, and uh, yeah, Willow is like talking to Tara and she's like, I don't know what to wear. Like, I, should I wear this or should I wear this purple thing? And Willow starts crying. Tara's sad and she's like trying to cheer Willow up. And Willow's like, I, I feel like I can't wear this. Like, I, this is too bright. This is too happy. And then she's like, I, but I can't wear black because then black is like, oh, everything is depressing. Like, I'm gonna, what about this purple thing? What about this purple? Oh, I should wear this like blue shirt that Joyce really loved. I wish I, I can't find it though. Like, I don't know where it is. And she's like throwing and rummaging through all of her clothes. And she, <laughs> she picks up this one sweater and it's got like a penguin or something on it. And she's like, why do all my clothes have stupid things on them? <laughs> she's doing her own fashion corner. She's, I know. And she's then, admitting, like, why do I dress like a kid? Well, she says, why can't I dress like a grown-up? Yeah. And I was like, ooh, man, this is getting like deep psychological shit. And she's like, why can't I be a grown-up? And, and Tara is like, you're spiraling, dude. Mm -hmm. Like. Tara is like, hey, hey, calm down. I don't think it's really going to matter what you're going to wear. You're going to be fine. We need to help Buffy because that's what we do. And you're going to be strong and you're going to be great. And you're going to be strong like Amazon or something. Like an Amazon, which I've never even heard before. But it's a, I think yeah. it's from a song or something of that era. Yeah. But then we get this monumental moment that we've been waiting for. Yeah. Did they not where... do that at the dance? Have they not nope. done it at all? Nope. Okay. I read it in the trivia. Okay. And this was a purposeful inclusion in this. Mm -hmm. So Willow and Tara, Tara like kisses Willow on the head. And she's like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And then they kiss each other on the lips. A couple times. Uh, and like yeah. realistic. Not a, yes. not a uh, modern family peck. Yes. <laughs> like this is a on-the-lips, we-love-each-other kiss. And it comes in a time where, like, you're not, like, expecting... It's not, like, building up to a kiss. It's mm -hmm. just, like, a kiss that would happen. And it happens, yes. and you're just like, oh, yeah, that's just, like, a natural... It, it's so naturalistic. Yes. Yeah. And so Joss Whedon apparently fought really hard against the network to include this kiss 
in this episode because he wanted it to not be a big deal. He wanted yes. it to be like, we're not building up to like this magical moment kiss. Mm -hmm. He wanted to just be like, this is the thing that people do and it's happening and it's not like a very special moment. Yeah. And the network was like pissed that he wanted to include it in this episode because they wanted to like hype it up mm -hmm. as like, oh, Willow and Tara kiss for the first time. <laughs> they wanted to be Disney first, uh, the first gay character moment. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they do with every movie that they come out with now. <laughs> and apparently Joss Whedon was like very indignant to the studio. Like this kiss needs to be in this episode or it's not happening at all. Yeah. And so eventually they, I guess they keep it in there. Uh, kudos to Joss. I mean, we... Yeah. We give them shit a bunch, um, mm -hmm. but uh, on that one, yeah, it's it's I so it's a good strategy. It's so, a good strategy, dude. It's so interesting, like how like you can be like a bad person at things, but like you have this one thing that you'll champion. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> like like to make Michelle Trachtenberg feel uncomfortable, but to be mm -hmm. like so inclusive to this, and he's not, he's not like gay or anything like that so it's like just yeah like it's not like yeah. it's like if he was gay or something and then he wanted to do this like that would be like okay it's still in his interest mm -hmm. but yeah i mean he's a story guy <laughs> he just cares about yeah, the man. story yeah it's a and i really like that when i read up about that mm -hmm. i was like all right kudos you know credit where credit's due dude like he may oh, have been yeah. a piece of shit but like yeah i mean that's a good the show's good i mean yeah so after they, they kiss, Willow has like this epiphany. Subscribe to Boys Watching Angel. Uh, that's the title. <laughs> There's a little epiphany going on in Angel. My God, they don't they won't shut up about epiphanies in Angel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Willow is, is like, oh my God, what about Dawn? What about little Donnie? Like I didn't even think about Dawn. Like. What is she going through? She's going through so much. She just found out she's not real. And now her mom is dead. <laughs> <laughs> now her not real mom is dead. <laughs> so then we cut to Xander and Anya going up to get and meet up with Willow and Tara. And Xander is like, he's like parking. He's looking for a parking spot, but he can't really find anything. So he just double parks. Mm -hmm. And Anya's talking to him. She's like, I don't know how I'm supposed to act in a situation like this. Like, what am I supposed to do? And Xander is like, what? And Anya's like, what, what will I be expected to do in this situation? Yeah. Just so I know. And Xander's like, I don't know, dude, like, don't we'll figure it out. And so Xander just double parks. Yeah. And Anya's like, you're double parked Xander. Like, and Xander's like, I don't care, dude. Let me get the ticket. I do not give a shit. <laughs> do you think he handled it uh, better than uh, the dude in Cruel Intentions? <laughs> <laughs> when he pulls up in front of a traffic cop and he's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Xander did handle it better than Sebastian in Cruel yeah. Intentions. I think double flippantly. <laughs> I think double parking outside of a college is in Sunnydale is a little different than new york city manhattan <laughs> well in front of in, in front, front of, of the cop yeah and just being like fuck you cop yeah. i don't give a shit 
<laughs> and the Xander's copy, going like, through some shit. Yeah. Xander's going through some shit right now. So, yeah, this one's definitely way more forgivable. And I have to say this. Uh, Willow's looking for, like, a blue sweater, too, I think. She mentions yeah. that she can't find. Um, when we cut to <laughs> Xander and Anya showing up, and we see what Willow decided to put on, I was like, that's what you decided? Bro, the fashion report. Slash <laughs> corner. Just Has call it fashion corner. She... Dude, what she decides to put on, like, this will be good. It's like a lime green t-shirt <laughs> and a fucking floor-length jean skirt. What are yeah. you... What? I was just like, what? I was like, that's what you decided? Yeah, and then also that, like, maroon cowl yeah. sweater thing. That's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, you're like, what should I wear? And you're... Uh, I will say that Anya's wearing that same outfit, that same shirt that she was wearing in last episode. It's like this purple frilly thing, mm. um, which I talked about on the report about how it's just like... The corner. I'm calling it the corner. Yeah, you can call it what you want. <laughs> I'm going to call it what the theme song calls it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's the same like purple frilly shirt. It looks good on her, but I was like, all right, well, we're seeing repeated outfits and, and I like that. Because yeah. people fucking repeat outfits. Yeah, but not on TV. I know it's that's this is this season they were like we're cutting the wardrobe, <laughs> yeah, cutting the wardrobe part. budget. Just fucking wear what you've been wearing. All right. <laughs> so Xander and Anya show up in Willow and Tara's dorm, and uh, they're all like, "Oh man, I'm so sorry. It sucks. This is all sad." And Willow's worried about crying again, and she's like, "Oh, don't." Don't say anything too sad. I don't want to end up crying. And Anya's like, Xander cried. Don't worry about crying. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, all right, dude. So Anya is like worried. She's like, so what? Are, what's going to happen? Like, what's going to happen next? And people don't really pay attention to her. And Willow's like, I got to change again. I cannot be in this outfit. This is so silly. This is so stupid looking. And... Xander starts to ask, like, so do we know what happened to Joyce? Like, was it natural or or was it glory? Like, how do we know it wasn't glory? And Xander's like, I think we should go after glory. We need to hunt her down because maybe it gets glory. And then Willow is like, I don't think it was glory, dude, because if it was glory, I feel like we would know about it. And Buffy would have told us because she would want us to know that it was her. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Xander's in that uh, grief stage of like rational, rationalizing and trying to figure out something to do. Like what Buffy does most of the time when she goes out and beats up a vampire to feel some control over yeah, a situation like she, you have no control over. Xander's looking to blame somebody because like what happens yeah. next is like, well, then it's the freaking doctors. The doctors yeah. shouldn't have sent her home so early. Like she's she they should have kept her longer and like they fucked mm-hmm. up. And he just want like, yeah, he's just looking for somebody to blame and. And then and, Willow, and I, I have to say you called it because I was like, I don't think it's going to be a complication with that last episode, I think. And you were like, I think it could be. And yeah, I, I just don't know why they decided to do this now. You know what I mean? And I'm still not sure once we get to the end, what's going to happen. I'm OK. So one of my predictions that I thought was that the guy, Brian, mm-hmm. who she was dating, was a vampire. And he decided to turn Joyce 
into a vampire mm-hmm. so that he could be with her again. Like when he was like, I'll see you soon. That was his way of like, oh, yeah, I'll see her again when she mm-hmm. rises. And now she's going to be a vampire. And then her being a vampire and Buffy having to deal with her mom being a vampire would kind of like ease her into like, oh, you could still be cool and a vampire and that ease her into Spike some way. That That's where like, that's what I'm... <laughs> that's what i was going you know like (laughs) she would say oh vampires can you don't have to have a soul to love kind of thing right like there's the whole thing no fucking way that's what this is leading to i'm saying that's what i thought after the last episode that'd be crazy it would track though like buffy's whole thing was like you can't love me spike because you don't have a soul and then if Buffy's mom became a vampire and loved another vampire or something without a soul, then she would be like, oh, I guess it's possible. I don't know. It's weird, but that's where I was like, that's, that was my like random thought. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. I mean, it seems like Joyce should be dead, but Joyce like that is last, definitely dead, dude. That last shot was something though. We'll talk about it. So after Xander is like, looking for somebody to blame willow decides to be like hey she puts up her dukes and she's like go ahead you can blame me here let's fight come on it's so you cute fight? and adorable it is absolutely adorable and she like puts her dukes up and and xander this just like disarms xander immediately and he mm-hmm. just like walks over to her and he just like kisses her on the forehead and, and then makes like, out with her yeah he just grabs her ass <laughs> <laughs> tara's like hey. he's like i didn't want the kisses to be joss is like i don't want the kisses to mean anything so everyone's doing it <laughs> no he, he, he's just like i allow it <laughs> i allow it because i'm a good girlfriend no he just kissed her on the forehead it's no, really yeah. sweet Anya's and like how am i yeah. supposed to be acting about this <laughs> <laughs> that's why he didn't tell me uh, normally I go in there and I have a threesome with Tara and Willow and that's normally what happens. Yeah. No, he just kisses her on the forehead. It's really sweet. And he's like, yeah. thank you for that. And you know, I could never fight you because you'd kick my ass and Willow's like damn straight. Mm-hmm. And it's adorable. Yeah. So Anya's like, so are we going to see the body? And everyone just looks at her like, dude, what the fuck? And then so they're like, all right, well, Ignoring that, we got to take over patrol for Buffy if this is the case. Because Buffy's not in a good spot to be patrolling at all. I, w- I wanted to be in the room and just slap all of them. <laughs> like, you don't have to worry about patrol. <laughs> Who was patrolling when you guys were all partying the other night? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, yeah, Xander's like, all right, well, we should take over patrol. Willow's like, I think I'm going to change again. I got. I wish I could fucking find that blue shirt, dude. Joyce liked that blue shirt. Mm-hmm. And then Anya goes, I, you think they're going to cut the body open? And then Willow has had enough. Yeah. And Willow turns to Anya and she's like, shut up. Shut up, dude. Like, how do you not understand how to act in this situation? And Nani's like, I'm sorry. I just don't know. I don't get it. And Will's like, well, you should fucking learn, all right? Because you're being a dick right now. And Anya's like, no, I genuinely do not get this at all. I don't understand how one day we're, Joyce is just sitting and 
we're enjoying fruit punch and she's just sitting and she's laughing and having a good time. And then the next moment she's dead and I don't get it. And it sucks because Joyce is never going to be able to enjoy fruit punch again. And she's never going to be able to laugh again. And she's never going to be able to watch a movie again. She's never going to be able to just be around. And, and Anya starts crying. And I was like, damn, dude, this shit's getting serious. If Anya's fucking crying. Yeah, and she's like, no one's telling me how to act. And I was like with Anya on this. We're like, no one's telling her. Like, I don't know what she's gone through prior to being a demon. Mm -hmm. But I think being a vengeance demon, she's caused a lot of deaths. Yeah. <laughs> like, she knows what dying is, right? Like, the way she's talking, it seems like she doesn't even know what death is. Yeah. But she says a key line. She's like, I don't get it. Why can't she just go back to her body? Yeah. And when she says that, I was like... Huh, because we're at a point where it's like, is the body, is the soul different? Like, her soul's still somewhere. Like, when she says that, and when she says that, it, like, hits hard like that, where I was like, in the one episode when she had the, when they found out she was going to have surgery for the tumor, mm -hmm. they were like, oh, well, we can't do magic and health. It doesn't mix. And it was like, that's it. But at this point, when, like, Buffy made the phone call and she's like, Jazz, get over here, I thought it would be, like, some desperation magic spells like trying to like figure out like xander you hung out with some boys that knew how to resurrect people yeah like and they were functioning fine but they had been dead for a while so like if they did that resurrection spell on joyce she would just come back and her body would still be in like okay condition like there's none of that and i know they don't want to do that for this episode but in the world that they have created that is something yeah that magic exists like at one point i was like is she gonna call spike the vampirizer like i was like what like what's gonna happen there you know like i thought they were gonna try to do something tangible to try to do something like once the body was left i was like let's try to figure out a way that wasn't gonna be medical and uh you know realistic yeah they're gonna try to o'toole joyce or something yeah yeah but uh no, it, and it is interesting when Anya was like, why can't she just, like, go back into her body? Like, Yeah. But, uh, Especially for Anya, who has already had an episode where she had a breakdown because she's in a human body and she knows it's going to die. Yeah. So it's like, it's I like the performance and stuff, but the stuff she's saying seems like she would know. Well, it's also just like Anya was human. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it was 1,100 years ago. Like, she was at oh, least... She was human at a point... She was human at a point where people were dying and not living nearly as long. Yeah, like, there's... Death surrounds her in the 1,100 yeah. years ago, dude. I would have been fine with this breakdown if she was, like... She did like Joyce, you know, it was fine, and um, grew a little closer, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I would have been fine with this if it was more, I don't know what to do. Yeah. How can I? Like, I don't know how comfort. to act. Yeah. I don't know how to. Re like, even if she was like, I've been like, I know she already knows like there's other planes when you die too and stuff like that. Like, so it's, I don't know. Like, Tara has her reason why she's the only one not freaking out. But yeah. Yeah. It would, if Anya was more like about the logistics of what do we do? How do we act? I don't want to embarrass anybody. Like, which I think she had. She just would have been wondering more like okay when i get there are we gonna see the body if we see the body am i supposed to close my eyes and bow down am i supposed to like kneel like am i supposed to like 
just like the ritual of it all. Like, what do I do? How do I not embarrass myself? It would have been like, oh, she actually doesn't want to embarrass herself. That's kind of nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she wants to like do right by Buffy because like she doesn't know yeah. exactly what to do. So it's like a yeah. mod- it's a different time period. She hasn't experienced exactly. death or whatever. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So she starts crying and then Xander tries to comfort her and she kind of like brushes him off and just goes and she sits down on a chair in Willow's dorm. And oh, those classic chairs that are that, that like giant seat that's in that little bucket that swivels <laughs> and you can never. <laughs> Dude, those seats are so hard to get out of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they are for the youths. <laughs> but she sits down and she's sitting on like a bunch of pillows and she's like, Mm, this is uncomfortable and she starts like digging stuff out from behind her and she pulls out what is a blue sweater and she just like puts it in one of willow's drawers and then you just hear a big slam and and tara has walked away she went to the laundry room to see if she could find a sweater at this point yeah so you hear this gigantic slam and i was like somebody slammed the door like what's going on and it's after you hear the big slam, everyone's like, Xander, oh my God. And we sh- take the shot over to Xander and Xander has punched a hole in the wall. And he's like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. everybody. I just had a lot of uh, pent up frustration building and I didn't know what to do with it. And I ended up punching this wall. And they're like, oh my God, you're such a fucking idiot, dude. Like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> you're such a strong man. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Xander's stuck in the wall and everyone's like, why, what the fuck would you do that? And he's like, yeah, I know now, right now it doesn't seem like a very good idea now that I'm stuck here. Uh, but I gotta say, this is some pretty shitty craftsmanship on this drywall. Uh, just trying to make his like goofy idol conversation. He's like, who, who the fuck built this? And Willow's like, eh, I forgot to check. <laughs> yeah. Just like, how are you stuck in it? If it's so shitty. And then yeah. Anya's freaking out because she's like, you could have hit the electrical thing or and like died. Like she's so like, yeah, like death is she's a real thing for her. So like mortality. Mortality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and they put Xander stuck and eventually like he turns and he gets his his hand out of the wall mm-hmm. and uh, he's bleeding. And Anya looks down at Xander bleeding and it's like, oh, my God, Xander could fucking die at any moment. Like life is so fragile and all this stuff and everybody's concerned about Xander. And uh But there's a moment where Tara's back and she looks at the bloody knuckles and she goes, It hurts. And it's so weird because I don't know what to take from that line and yeah. the reaction of her face. Like she's like has almost like a half smirk and she's like, It hurts. <laughs> and I was like is this a metaphor for like how we're feeling? Cause I, what I was, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking, I didn't know what to take from that moment. So I hope someone knows. Cause it was just a weird line from Tara and a weird like look. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they all decide like, Hey, we've been, we've been dilly dallying, pussyfooting around here long enough. I think we gotta go help Buffy. And then Xander goes, Yes. The Avengers got to get with the assembly. It's like, Joss, you cheeky son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, Iron Man doesn't even come out till 2008. So, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. So they all are like, all right, we got to go. 
And we got to help Buffy because that's what we do. We help Buffy in her times of need. We're there for her. <laughs> he punches a wall and they're the Avengers. But when they had that wide shot of them standing there and Willow in her outfit, I was like, no, nah, they're the Scoobies. <laughs> the, the way they were dressed, I was like, that's Scooby color palette. Yeah. So they leave and then the camera pans to a shot outside the window of Xander getting a parking ticket. Yeah. Willow Willow goes back for another her sweater that she threw off at the beginning or something. Yeah. And we see it out the window. And it's interesting, this whole section is just no Buffy, no Dawn, no Giles. It's just the Scoobies talking about it. And it's like no music, no audio. It's just yeah. Yeah, I think it all trivia, has a different feeling. Yeah. I think the trivia that I saw, like in this episode, there's only I think four scenes. Like or four locations or something like that. And it's it's to mimic like the I guess seriousness of, you know, somebody dying or like the weirdness and the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. What did you what was your metaphor for the ticket, the parking ticket? <laughs> Because, I mean, they end it like every other shot's been ending on like Joyce or something. And this one ends on a parking ticket. This is the metaphor for the parking ticket is that uh, uh, you you can get away with it for a while, but everybody's time is up. And the ticket is the Grim Reaper. The the meter maid is the Grim Reaper coming to reap his reward. (laughs) Or what I take. I (laughs) take. (laughs) <laughs> and then you and take then your reward. His reward. <laughs> I take your reward. Um, I'm trying to think uh, how could this relate to the art, the the figure drawing being the body. You know, what's the well, life? Is it the lifeless auto body of the car? Well, I also think that IMDb might be full of shit because of that. Like, this is the first episode did not have a previously on Buffy, so I don't know. Do they have a shot of Joyce at the after this? Because sometimes they just like cut to Joyce. No, but I mean, they would like, I don't know if it always ended on Joyce or whatever, um, but the figure drawing would be a body thing. So that would be like writing and keeping a an empty body. And I think the empty car would be like an empty car body on the street, you know? Okay. All right. I, I, I mean, if, if they're going to keep, if you're going to go with it, why would you not have it for the next, the next act break? I'll buy it mainly because I have no other explanation. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, you'll get this when you rewatch this episode after this. <laughs> so then we go to Joyce's autopsy. Her, you know, they, they have her like big scar on the side of her head. They were doing some digging and trying to figure out what happened. And they put the little sheet over her. And that that was doing the autopsy. He leaves this room, starts walking through this dark, dark, dark hospital. <laughs> Yo, I was just like, why? In my note says, Dr. Coroner finishes working on Joyce in the horror hospital. <laughs> Turn on some lights. <laughs> Did they forget to pay their bill or some shit? <laughs> you don't do surgery in a dark room. <laughs> like that, that hallway is like vampire horror movie central. Yes. Like, I was like, why is it so dark? Yeah, it was wild how dark it was. Like, not only in that, I mean, the hallway was, like, insanely dark, but, like... It, it had, like, the flicker horror lights in the yeah. hallway. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, it was dark and dirty looking. Like, it just looked... Yeah. 
dang not sterile like, yeah and also that is not on the same floor as the waiting room yeah i don't think uh isn't the morgue like downstairs usually like isn't it its own floor nah, i'm not sure in a hospital i mean depending on how big the hospital is but it's like it's not like oh you just accidentally walked into the morgue yeah and the bathroom is to the right of it and yeah <laughs> but doctor had out and he sees we see the scoobies in the waiting room and everybody's hugging each other and they're all like oh man this is so tough and Anya runs up and she hugs Giles really hard and Giles is like what the, oh, oh okay all right I guess we're doing this now <laughs> he's like oh I'm gonna have HR on my back <laughs> <laughs> um so then the doctor comes out and Buffy he, he starts talking to Buffy and he's like but he's like well it seems like it's what we suspected like what the paramedic said at the scene uh looks like it may have been an aneurysm where the tumor was and buffy was like are you serious like i thought that you said that she was fine like we did the surgery and everything was fine and doctor was like hey man i mean sometimes these aneurysms they're undetectable something could happen later on that we just didn't even anticipate or realize and i'm sorry but i'll tell you this much uh if your mom died of an aneurysm i doubt there was any pain it's doubtful that you could have done anything if you were there or if anyone was around. This is just something that would have happened. And then Buffy kind of has like a flash of her being there to save Joyce. And like... It's like a replay of that same scene from before. Yeah. When she when they had that little montage moment of her, like the, the paramedics being like, oh, we saved her. And good thing you were there. All yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but it's not real and Buffy snaps back to it and he, the doctor's still kind of talking and Buffy asks him one more time. She's like, are you sure that there wasn't a lot of pain? And the doctor's lips say like, I, I'm certain or something that there wasn't a lot of pain, but what his dub over says is I have to lie to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And I rewatched that scene like two or three times because I was like, is this a fuck up or is this Buffy? This is Buffy's thing. And yeah, it definitely I, this is was Buffy's a, thing. Yeah, this is a dub like they did in Restless when they're speaking French and their mouths are moving. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that's so brutal, dude. Yeah. That, this is a tricky one. I wonder if they debated whether or not to have this in here because it's such a, such a stylistic trick, you know? Yeah. Like everything else is just like cutting to something different, but this is actually like a, and it works. It mm-hmm. works. But I could see them debating whether or not, like, this is too much. Yeah. You know? So then the doctor is like, all right, well, not much else we can do. Sorry for your loss. Uh, we have a lot of paperwork and stuff that you need to fill out. And Giles is there with Buffy. And he's like, I'll help you as much as I can. I'm here for you. And the doctor's talking about the paperwork. Giles is like, I'll go over the paperwork and let you know what you need to know and then he and the doctor go off and at this yeah. point is where i was like where's the dad why is Gi- how, how can giles just do that <laughs> yeah I was like does he know all of our information yeah like <laughs> what the fuck is this like how is this possible they're like uh you're an adult man yeah. you're an adult white male you got this <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, so then Buffy goes back and she tells the Scoobies like, yeah, he thinks it's, it was an aneurysm like we thought, and and she's like, Giles is gonna go over the paperwork, so we'll figure it all out. And then Dawn is like, she's like. Dawn is in this spot where she still doesn't believe that Joyce is dead, it seems like. Which makes sense in a weird way. Yeah. Because Dawn just is... Dawn's been through the ringer, dude. Dawn has to be like, if you can make me, you can just make another Joyce. (laughs) Right? Buffy, can we get those monks? Make another another mom? (laughs) She's like... She's like, it died in my arms right before he told me you were fake. Um. <laughs> uh, but so Don's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry about me. I'm going to. What, what if the Knights of Byzantium showed up right here? Dude, those guys are never coming back. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what if Glory or the Knights show up? Like, because why are they taking a day off? Yeah, dude. I don't know. I was wondering why Dr. Intern Ben wasn't in the hospital for this moment. I really thought Dr. Intern Ben was going to be there, but it's a good choice to not have him yeah. because his little brother was already at the school. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Kevin. And and it would have been really weird to have him like, I think he would have handled it well because he seems like he's on the level yeah. whenever we see him. But uh, it would have been too much of like, oh, the date thing. Yeah. And it would have it would have undercut it a little bit. But yeah. So Buffy's like, Don, are you okay? And Don's like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I just, I gotta go pee. And so she starts walking over to the bathroom and Buffy's like, Phew. she's talking to the rest of the well, Scoobies. And she's like, well, Buffy says, do you want someone to go with you? Oh. And she's like, I, I know how, I remember how to pee. <laughs> Don is like upset and like real teen girl angst yeah. moment here, which is fine. Yeah. So she goes to the bathroom. Buffy's talking to the Scoobies. She's like, I think Don's pissed at me. And they're like, oh, man, that sucks. Uh, she's going through a lot right now, though. So maybe maybe it will lay off a little bit, I guess. I was like, yeah. And then Anya just bursts out to Buffy that, I wish Joyce didn't die. And Buffy kind of looks at her like, thank you. <laughs> I wish she didn't die because she was nice. Yeah. And my note said, She's trying, man. That's literally what my note says. It says, Anya's trying. <laughs> yeah, like, I give her credit, man. Like, you have a demon, a 1,500-year-old demon in your, like, miss. So, like, all right. Yeah. So then Willow is like, hey, Buffy, you want me to go get you, like, a drink or a snack or something? And Buffy's like, I'm not feeling hungry or thirsty. And they're like, you sure you don't want anything? Like, we can, let us get you something. Let's do something. Buffy's like, it is. It is the most realistic thing because I was thinking like, why is everyone always like, you you need to eat some, yeah. you gotta eat, yeah. you gotta you gotta eat, yeah. Like it's like, you know, it's like that comfort thing where we're like, oh yeah, she has a bowl of cereal right now and that'll make her feel better. <laughs> like, so then they're like, are you sure you don't want anything? And Buffy's like, you know, maybe not me, but like maybe you should go and like get Dawn something, like get something for Dawn. And then so Willow, Anya, and Xander are like, all right, we'll go get something for Dawn. <laughs> and conveniently leave Tara behind where you're like, that's what you leave behind? <laughs> yeah. If I'm Tara, I'm raising my hand. Like, I'm getting snacks. <laughs> so 
they all leave and it's just Buffy and Tara left alone on this little couch hospital bench thing in the waiting room. And Buffy apologizes to Tara and she's like, I'm sorry that you're dealing with this. Sorry that you're here. Like this has got to be a pretty big fucking bummer for you. And I'm just sad and confused. I mean, like, Buffy, you saved my life like 50 times already. <laughs> <Yeah>. So like, <laughs> you don't have to apologize for your mom dying. <laughs> And so Buffy is just like, I'm I'm so confused. And Tara's like, I wouldn't worry about it. You don't have to apologize to me, dude. And Buffy's like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what's next. I don't know how to handle this. Like, I've never been through this before. And I don't know anybody that's been through this before. And there's a little moment of silence and Tara goes, I've been through this before. And we're like, oh yeah, Tara had a family. <laughs> my, th- my first thought was like Buffy you really didn't listen to that magic box scene when they keep talking about her mom and the same thing will happen to you yeah. like they say it like in front of her I think a bajillion times I feel like <laughs> and they're like and they go she's part of our family now yeah. and you notice that her mom wasn't there <laughs> and I guess you guys never talked about her family ever again <laughs> so Tara's like yeah my mom died and Bobby's like, oh, shit, that's right. Your mom died. What was that all about? <laughs> Tara's like, yeah, she died when I was 17. And they commiserate about losing their mother. And Buffy's like, mm-hmm. was it like, was it like sudden? Was it shocking? And Tara's like, no, not really. I mean, we all kind of saw it coming. But at the same time, it was still sudden. Because like, you just never expect it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You, even if you see it coming, when it happens, you're like, fuck, this is this really happened. God damn. And Tara's like, I'll be honest with you, dude. Like, I didn't know what to do. You're not going to know what to do. It's a confusing time. Nobody knows what to do. But I'm here for you if you need help. And if you need to talk about things, like if you need to know how to navigate these waters, and I can talk to you about my experience, but every experience is different. And I was like, great advice, Tara. Um. Yeah, I think this is one of those things where, like, only time, only time heals yep. it. Um, there's really nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, and I'm wondering for the listeners, do you guys rewatch, do you rewatch this episode on rewatches, or is this a skip through? Yeah, because it is lauded as, like, a great episode of Buffy, but it is heavy, and I could see people skipping. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're on, like, a Buffy binge, and you're like, mm, do I want to just have this debbie downer ish episode yes, but or do i just skip especially it? if it's like late at night and you're like ah, i get if i watch the body i'm gonna have to watch another one <laughs> yeah i was really happy that we had angel to watch yeah. after this <laughs> same and angel did not disappoint in the ridiculous yes angel definitely lifted my spirits a little bit after this i'm gonna be honest that like during this episode at some points i was like getting a little choked up and like oh man this is fucking brutal um but yeah so then we go over to dawn who is exiting the bathroom and now she's a little sneaky sneak she uh sneaks off into the morgue because she wants to see joyce's dead body she wants to confirm that this is actually happening yeah because you know buffy loves to play dead mom pranks on her (laughs) (laughs) surprise happy birthday dawn (laughs) you got me again oh i'm emotionally scarred and i'm only six months old so dawn goes to the morgue 
and she locks herself in the morgue. What a choice. Um, so here was the moment where I was like, all right. So I, I even thought about this some more when I should have been doing work today. Um, <laughs> like it's one of those like bracket slide locks, yeah. right? And it's on the inside. Now, why would there be a lock on the inside of the morgue door? Is it because grieving families are trying to force their way in to see their loved ones and they want a lock on the door? Yeah, I have no idea. Would why would it lock from the inside? Yeah, I don't know. Why would you be like, hey, I'm about to do some surgery. I need to lock myself in, keep everyone Maybe out. Maybe it's to keep everybody out from just seeing a bunch of dead bodies, dude. But no, but like it's not like you, it, the window's still there. <laughs> You can still see into the room. It's not, yeah. and it's through like another door that says, "Hey, do not cross this line for something." Like I was like, "Is this?" And even if it was to keep the uh, fondue poked in the neck vampires from coming to to kill, like wouldn't that just be on the outside? You would just lock the outside yeah. of the door. I don't understand another. I don't understand one why Dawn decides to lock herself in there. Like, yeah, you don't need to. And then I don't understand why there's that lock inside to begin with. Maybe it's to keep out. Maybe they saw Kill Bill Volume 1 and they wanted to keep out all the bucks, you know? All the what? I don't know if I'm getting... I watch those movies. I still don't... The dude don't that, keep that out all the comes money. in and he uh, lets people have sex with the dead bodies. Yeah, but if you can lock it from the inside, that means you're in there. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I don't get yeah it just doesn't make any sense except for to have buffy kick a door down like it does make it makes zero sense to me yeah yeah i don't know (laughs) hey i'm just gonna lock myself into the morgue tonight is that fine like no (laughs) it just didn't make any sense sorry that that just no you have great points i tried to try to rationalize them don't have any answers for you Yeah, it's not a bathroom where you're locking yourself in to use the bathroom. Like I, I just don't. Yeah. But anyway, so Dawn locks herself in there, and <laughs> she instinctively knows which body is Joyce's. <laughs> I swear, there's like five body, four or five bodies underneath yeah. sheets in there, and I was like, "Are you?" And they didn't all look different yeah. sizes, you know. Like it was like, "Oh, that's a fat one. That's a really short one." Like. <laughs> She's just start looking at a bunch of dead bodies. Yeah, but she knows. Her mom's in the back. She knows. And that room has to be cold. Absolutely. But Dawn walks up to Joyce's body, and she's just looking down at it. And then she starts to reach for the sheet to, like, really look at this, get a good look at this. And as she's reaching for the sheet, one of the bodies that is also in the morgue just does a sit-up pulls its sheet off and it's a vampire now it was like oh man thank god it didn't get into the ground because then i would have to punch my right? way out of this and patrol patrol dude <laughs> this goes back if to our question of how yeah. fast do vampires turn what's the deal what's the deal with vampires turning what would happen if buffy and don weren't there mm-hmm. right they, the door's locked. 
I guess you can only lock the door from the inside because he can't lock it from outside because yeah. Don got in because that's weird. So then this vampire would have come out and attacked everyone yes. in the hospital. I have to imagine this isn't the first time that this would have happened either. No, that's why I was like, oh, maybe somebody in this place knows like we got to lock the morgue door, but you, the lock yeah. wouldn't be in inside. It's wild, man. I would be like, let's get some lights and some holy water and some crosses or something when I'm doing uh, these these autopsies because I had five bodies coming to life for me when I was digging around. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but as soon as I saw that body sitting up in the background, I was like, oh, no. You're like, oh, yeah, this is an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, so because... we have to have a demon. <laughs> dude, because as of... Up until this point, there's nothing really supernatural going on. It mm-hmm. is like mom died of natural causes, mm-hmm. uh, no vampire attacks, just people grieving. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, this is such a brutal. And the no music in the entire episode is so effective. And when you see that body sit up in the background, it's even more creepy when it's silent, you know? Mm-hmm. So... That body pops up, takes off its sheet, sees Dawn. He's like, Jesus, this is my lucky day. I, I just wake up as a vampire and I got a victim here with me? God damn. What are the odds? <laughs> and she locked the door. Convenient. Yeah. <laughs> he gets up. He starts walking over to her. And you see Dawn turn around. And she turns around. And there is a nude vampire just standing there, spread-legged sinewy (laughs) just waiting to attack her yeah i she should have played the like run around the table game with them yeah i know it's not tonally there but that's your best move yeah i mean we didn't see exactly what happened or what she did but (sighs) it's taking a sweet time with this plot armor getting through that plot armor of her neck (laughs) it really is oh yeah so then we go to Xander, Willow, and Anya coming back from getting snacks, and they have bought every single snack known to man and every single drink known to man. They got her like five coffees, five <laughs> empty cups of coffee. The way Xander's <laughs> holding them, he'd be spilling all over the place. And Buffy's like, Oh, gee, thanks, guys. But uh, I'm thinking I'm not really hungry right now. And they're like, That's okay. That's okay. What about Dawn? Where'd Dawn go? Is that where'd Dawn go? And Buffy's like, ah, oh, she said she went to pee. And they're like, you sure she didn't go to shit? Because she's been gone for a while, dude. Like, <laughs> Xander's like, I'll go check. <laughs> <laughs> but then Buffy starts to get her little slayer senses tingling. <laughs> she's like, she has been gone for a long time. And this is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So, And I'm Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this isn't, this probably isn't good. So she's like, I'm going to walk over to the bathroom. She walks over to the bathroom and she's like, I can, I can sense that she's not in the bathroom. <laughs> this is where we've been like, how is she right every time she predicts things? Now? <laughs> she's like, I don't even have to open the door. Yeah. She's got Slayer sense, dude. Yeah. She's like, I know that she wanted to see the fucking dead body. And I know that she was acting a little sus when she was like, I got to pee. Well, she looks, probably in the she looks to her left. She didn't see her mom on the couch when she came home right away, but she gets spot to the left that the, the morgue is down that way. Yep. 
So she wanders on over to the morgue and she sees Dawn being grabbed and accosted by this vampire, this nude vampire. Gotta gotta keep mentioning this vampire is nude because yeah. they do some nice little uh Austin Powers trickery to hide its junk. <laughs> <laughs> um what happens if the key turns into a vampire? Ooh. Good question. Yeah. I don't I just had like so many it's, mind fucks it's re- after it's this rhetorical. episode. It's a rhetorical question, really. Well, I had a mind fuck of like is this a different reality? Are we in a multiverse situation and is Joyce still alive in a world where Dawn doesn't exist because then Glory wasn't doing a bunch of stuff? Well, like they, I was just they have it. <laughs> you just don't want Joyce to go. Irrationalizing. Um, <laughs> I'm going to punch a fucking wall, Vance. <laughs> um, I don't think they have posited that multiverses the way they have it is, oh yeah, they have done multiple different versions of the same thing. Yeah. Because the uh, Vamp Willow world is a real world. Yeah. Huh. Are they going to yeah. Rick and Morty this and go to a different dimension and grab that, that dimension's <laughs> Joyce? <laughs> grab the wish universe joyce bring her in yeah because <laughs> yeah, that one that her buffy's dead and she doesn't have a dawn it's like hey you want two daughters <laughs> you want two daughters you want two daughters <laughs> i told you but, we could make this funny it's funny Buffy's you know, funny. We're, we're doing a good job of keeping it light while also dealing with the serious subject matter, everybody. Yes. We like the show. <laughs> <laughs> we like the show. We like the episode. It's a good episode. Yeah. Not my favorite Buffy episode of all time, though. That's Yeah, probably that's, not mine either. But what, I mean, Hush is already up there. Like, look, and I can't even rate them all, but like, yeah. Look. I watched a movie for my anime movie podcast called The Grave of the Fireflies, which is known as one of the most depressing, horribly sad movies of all time. It's about two little kids in Japan after the atom bombs were dropped and how they're trying to survive. And eventually, like all of this like horrible shit's happening to them. It is an amazingly good movie but I will never watch it again Yeah, because it's so sad and heavy. And when you were talking about like, would you skip the body if you were doing a rewatch? I understand if people do. Yeah. You're got to be a completionist when you're rewatches. If you're rewatching this, like, yeah, yeah, there's, there might be stuff in here that like pays off later or like, Oh, if you go back, you notice something different, you know, Uh but like, I don't think there's enough that will make me go through the the episode again. And that is no discredit to this episode. Yes, no discredit of the episode. The episode is that effective in what yes. it's trying to do. Yes. Um. So, yeah, anyway, Buffy wanders over to the morgue, sees Dawn being attacked by the vampire, tries to get in. She can't get in the door, kicks down the door. <laughs> because... The lock is in the end. What in the world is that? <laughs> Kicks down the door, fights the vampire, pushes Dawn off of the like the the they're in like a three-way conga line hug situation where 
Dawn's in front, the vampire's in the middle, Buffy's behind the vampire. Buffy's hands are so close to the vampire's <sighs> mouth that I don't know why the vampire doesn't just bite Dude, him. I mean, he was holding on to Dawn, like, right, his mouth is so close to her neck. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take that but long. eventually Buffy, like, shoves Dawn away from the vampire. Dawn falls mm-hmm. into Joyce's... Uh, little gurney thing pulls off the sheet mm-hmm. uh buffy and the vampire fight and they're fighting for a long time and they're doing their little hide the junk trickery with the camera and buffy's just getting vampire junk rubbed all over her <laughs> well she's getting her ass kicked by the strong ass yeah, vampire dude too. and eventually and this is one of the more brutal kills in this series that i've seen Buffy grabs this like crazy fucking like it's a bone saw bone saw bone yeah saw. yeah and just decapitates this vampire yeah I was wondering like what she was gonna do since like there wouldn't be a wooden stake mm-hmm. like is she gonna grab a mop handle and it's like oh she grabs that and I was like huh decapitation and she just puts all of her weight down on it yeah I mean the the closed captions said before it actually decapitates it and she's just got the knife in its neck. The mm-hmm. closed caption said bones crackling. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> um, and then it disappears into dust. And that was like really interesting to see like a beheaded dust turn. Yeah. Horizontally, like on the ground like that. Yeah, I don't know if we've seen a lot of beheading vampires. Uh, she's taken some she's taken some sword sword swipes off of people at uh. one point when she went to the she, she sorted demons, but yeah, I don't know if she's headed off uh, too many vampires. I mean, she did do in Gingerbread when she had that giant post in that vampire. Like, wasn't it through its mouth or its neck or something? Yeah, but it was a demon. It wasn't a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. But Buffy is like, fuck, what a day, man. And my mom died and I just had to kill a vampire that was trying to kill my sister. Jesus Christ. She's laying on the ground and then she like turns and she sees Dawn. And Dawn is still on the ground, but she's like looking up at the the corpse of Joyce. And Buffy's like, Dawn? Are you Dawn? And then Dawn is just looking at the dead body of Joyce and reaches out to touch Joyce. And that is where the episode ends. Well, there's a couple lines here where... Uh... Dawn is like standing up and looking at her and she's like, is she cold? Oh, yeah. And and then she says, where'd she go? And Dawn is speaking almost like a otherworldly being, you know? And what Dawn's saying almost like related to me to what Anya was like, why can't she just get back into her body? And then like Dawn asking where'd she go, you know? Mm -hmm. Like it can be taken two ways as one, they're just like, this is just them reacting to the situation or it's like actually like them positing the question yeah of the actual reality of this and then when dawn goes to touch her it's got that like et factor of like if she touches her can she like bring her back to life like they cut away before she even touches her and it's this i mean they might not be going for that at all 100 yeah. percent might not be going for that but it, it leaves that weird little Dawn seems like she, because earlier also Dawn was talking about like, if I had the power to blow up someone's head, I would. So she's like hinted at having powers. So I don't know. That's, it left it in a weird 
you could take it at face value or you could wonder like is there a little more to this yeah i mean when she was like slowly reaching towards joyce and it's just like that slow reach it almost hints at like Joyce is going to pop up and like bite her or something or like something bad is about to happen. But then the episode just like, oh, fuck. Like what? Man, yeah. It's so heavy. Like it was like what? Yeah. It's like what would happen if you did touch her? Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But that is the episode, everybody. Uh, you got any final thoughts about the body, Vance? Um... I thought I did, but I might have said them. I don't know. It's a solid episode. Not what I was expecting. They did a little different. Who directed this one? It's written and directed by Joss Whedon. Yeah. Did he do Restless also? I think so. Yeah. If I recall um, correctly. Yeah. No, it's uh, solid. Yeah. Good episode. Um, but you, good, good point about the dad. <laughs> not even thought about. Yeah. Not, not doing any paperwork. Yeah. Um, because they do have to figure out uh life situations after this too. Yeah, well, like, Buffy's an adult, dude. Remember when oh, I was talking man. about the court case between Glory and Buffy? Buffy's Buffy's gonna be custody owner of uh, Dawn. Buffy just inherited a house. Yeah, and a mortgage. Pairs um, that need to be done when the windows shatter, inevitably. And a gallery. Yeah. And a gallery to run. Um, but. Yeah, that is that for the body. Next episode is titled "Forever." Um, I think I saw a thumbnail that looked like it was Angel in, oh, in my glance. That'd be wild. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think Spike interacted with Joyce more positively than yeah. Angel throughout their history. So it's interesting. Like, I, I think Spike's going to have a commentary about Joyce's death if she's still still dead which she should be it'd be weird for her not to be dead after yeah. this episode I well saying. i thought that i thought she was dead <laughs> after that the brain tumors episode when she's like waving goodbye to everybody <laughs> i thought they would do something more on the level of this uh-huh. if she died they wouldn't just be like oh she died in surgery yeah. react like unless it was a maggie wall situation where they were like uh this actor has to go we don't well have her. i actually like, that would be I the actually only have uh, a fun little factoid about that to share with you so christy is it christy or christine Chris, Chris, christine christine sutherland, sutherland actually wanted to quit doing the show after season three she wanted to travel she didn't want to be on the show anymore and uh she wanted to travel to europe and that's why she isn't very heavily featured in season four uh where buffy's in college and everything because she wanted to travel more and mm-hmm. she was about to quit and joss whedon was like you can't quit because i'm going to kill you in the show and so that's the only reason she stuck around mm-hmm. so i think she's dead dead and this forever episode okay. is going to be dealing with the ramifications of yeah we're not seeing joyce anymore yeah because i think if she was to come back to life after this it would be really really weird um it would be un- it would it would be so undercutty to have two fake outs it would just be weird well that is a wrap for the body everybody thank you for listening really appreciate it great episode uh join our discord we'll probably have a lot of chatter about this episode this iconic episode 
Um, join our Patreon, patreon.com backslash boys watching Buffy, where we do boys watching Angel, Joe's fashion report slash corner, and boys watching movies where we are doing the Barbie movie. And uh, Instagram at boys watching Buffy, email boys watching Buffy at gmail.com. And we will see you next time when we talk about forever. Burnt. Oh, no, it's just blackened. You know, it's it's Cajun pie. Shall I open another? No, do you think we dare? Uh, as long as you two stay away from the band candy, I'm cool with anything. <coughs> you are a demon child. I live to torment you. Is that so wrong? A daughter's duty, I suppose. <laughs>